9.15, let's have a great day, everybody. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. I'm upset, Elder! I'm upset! My boy's wicked smart. Say what again? Say what again? Ancestors protect me. Me, they protect you. It is perfectly fine to watch TV all day. And here we go. Been a while, Alan. <laughs> Been a minute. I'm glad you, after breaking up with me, decided to come around and and get back together. Well, I was always really... open for discussions, but you were just being so stubborn that yeah, it just yeah, took a yeah. while for things to get together. It's pretty quick how things turn back around on me <laughs> uh, with you. <laughs> no, but it's it's good to be back. Yeah, things got crazy. You know, life got in the way for both of us on our last semester of school, but I'm excited. Yeah. Good to be back because it has been a minute and so much has happened. Lots of cool stuff has come out, lots of news to go through. And we also have the Oscars coming up this week. So what time, what better time than the present to get back into don't quote me on that. That's right. And I used to make a, like a game of predicting the Oscar winners each year. Cause I'd, I'd watch all the movies that were nominated, but this year I don't know what happened. I, I haven't seen hardly any of them, <laughs> but, but I'm going to use kind of like I did with, I hadn't seen parasite last year until the Academy Awards, you know, and it won best picture. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw it in the theater. Maybe that's going to be what happens this time too, is that, you know, the, the Oscars inspire me to watch certain pictures. Yeah. Wait for the verdict to come out almost. Exactly. That's fair. But before we talk about the Oscars, we will, you know, go through our normal routine, talk about some news, um, our, our favorite pieces of news, or maybe the most random pieces of news, depending on, you know, what you like. And then, yeah, we'll talk about the Oscars and just catch up on just entertainment. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. So, everything. So get us started, Nick. Yeah, for sure. So at this point, you know, we've been gone a while, so we kind of have a lot to go through. So we just picked some of the main points. But one thing that was cool was Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, both Game of Thrones alums, have been cast for the HBO The Last of Us series. Um, Bella played little Liana Mormont in the later seasons. So she's a great actress. Can't wait for that show. Seems like a automatic should be in good hands now. <laughs> yeah, automatic win for HBO having yeah, Pedro in there. I, exactly, he's I, just great. I don't know, I don't know Bala or Bella I, yet. Typo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Bella yet, but uh, looking forward to meeting her once I pick up Game of Thrones again. I know you. I guess you might not have seen her in any episodes yet, but she's a scene stealer. Awesome. And, and, you know, that's, that's already been the case in Game of Thrones is that some of like the young girls are like the best actresses in the uh-huh. show is what I've realized. Oh, completely. So, uh, we got a Scooby-Doo uh, comedy coming to HBO Max. It's, it's, it's an adult comedy, um, which makes sense, you know, because it's HBO. And it's going to focus <laughs> on the character of Velma. And Mindy, Mindy Kaling of uh, The Office and uh, The Mindy Project and other things. Um, what is she in? Inside Out? I don't know. She, she's, she's, she's a writer, too. A, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I've been reading a book about The Office, and it's actually mind blowing how many of the iconic episodes were written by Mindy. So, oh yeah, uh, she's literally, good, she's so funny. Yeah, like she wrote the dinner the dinner party <laughs> episode yeah. all by herself. So, uh, anyway, it's going to focus on Velma, targeted for adults, and like, oh, I guess it's animated. What, I just looked it up. I didn't know that. I, mean, I until would now. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to say, why is Freddie Prince Jr. not? involved in this project you know making oh, a comeback yeah. from <laughs> i would love a th- scooby-doo 3 live action with that cast <laughs> uh, okay and then we've got another animated series but it is based off the board game clue a game that i can never win for some reason coming from a board game lover i've never won a game of clue in my life that's uh, so and, and, so embarrassing <laughs> i know i think i'm dumb a little bit, at least when it comes to the game of Clue. Clues. I can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to like check off the boxes on the little like piece of paper, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to use the power of deduction. My dad always wins. But uh, obviously, there's there is an 80s movie uh, based off of Clue, but now they're, they're making an animated series. And that's coming to Fox uh, from the guys that brought us Bob's Burgers. So, I don't know. Are you, are you stoked for this? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It sounds like a funny premise. I feel like yeah, there's always like, like, you know, four or five new adult shows that Fox tries to cram down everyone's throat, but really just Family Guy and Bob's Burgers are the only ones that are that really work. Yeah, and, and for some reason, I'm more open to an adult cartoon at this point in my life than I am like a, a sitcom, like a new sitcom or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I agree, yeah. I don't so, know what it is. I get, maybe it's just like a, a new trend since they're becoming popular with, you know, Rick and Morty too. Cause those guys right. are doing a bunch of new projects also. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Who and, even knows. Yeah. Moving on though, this piece of news uh, came out about a month ago and it's something that I'm genuinely very excited about. Cause I, I've loved Avatar the last Airbender for my whole childhood, but uh, Nickelodeon movie, announced, right? Oh yeah, the love you're, the last Airbender movie. movie. Yep, yep. That's just to clarify. Or yeah, are you talking about the show? The Omnight Shyamalan movie <laughs> specifically. Okay. Anyway, continue, <laughs> continue. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Nickelodeon is making a new division that's dedicated just to Avatar projects called Avatar Studios. It's going to be led by the original show creators. And their first project is going to be an animated theatrical film with more movies and even new series on the way after. So that's awesome for any fan of the show. Yeah, and that's probably in part due to how much it blew up when it came back to Netflix, right? A lot of people yeah, got so. into it, had a lot of success, and Nickelodeon's like, oh, yeah, we should probably do more with this. Exactly. It's such a, an untapped potential, so I'm excited to see what they do. Because uh, it also seems like, you know, they're, they're their own division. So they have such free reign for whatever they want to do, whether it's more movies, different shows, short, limited series. I don't know. Could be a lot of cool stuff. I, I do yeah, wonder, but, though, where that leaves the Netflix live action remake that was ha- going to be happening. Who knows? But if that's still happening, even. But I'm yeah, more excited about this one anyway. Because it's from Nickelodeon. Or or what? I or think just because the creators are involved and they left the the Netflix show, um, right? Pretty publicly, so that kind of cast doubt in that show automatically. And so, just I think they 
know the the content and fans only really want to see what they have to offer right on we got district 10 coming uh district nine which came out in don't quote me on this 2009 <laughs> i mean that makes sense because of the the nines <laughs> in the title uh, Maybe that's let me, why let me check yeah. <laughs> yeah no you did it yeah 2009 good nice, job have you seen dude, that movie nice. i love that movie I love District 9. That's one of my favorite sci-fi movies for sure. It's really crazy. It's like one of those movies that really makes you think because it's more political, but it's hidden through sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And and the way that they chose to film it as if it were like Mm -hmm. a documentary, right? But, but, But the shaky camera doesn't really, it's not like a... Uh, Cloverfield where you can't <laughs> tell the what's Hunger going Games, on. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, District Nine's great, and like you said, like the political themes, like it's so it's so creative how they yeah. do it. And uh, District Ten, I'm excited for, except for the name of it, like <laughs> like District. I so did they, okay, like, I can't make remember a new District. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I think there was like some sort of tease about the existence of his District Ten, though, in the first one. Gotcha. I can't remember okay. that. So maybe that's like where it comes from. Like, oh, got to move the the refugees to District 10 instead. I don't remember. <laughs> that's what. That's why I have my, have yeah. my reservations about yeah. the name. But <laughs> it, it could we'll be. See. It could end up being something different. Um, pretty much the only news was that the the creator set, sent out a tweet that said District 10 is coming, and that's that's all we have. Yeah, surprising that he chose to make another district or a sequel to District Nine instead of a sequel to Chappie. Um, interesting. Never <laughs> saw Chappie. Um, yeah. Me neither, <laughs> but, but I remember okay. John Simpson. John Simpson really liked it. So. I, I just remember thinking the name was funny, and the trailer <laughs> was just like, I remember it being painfully corny because the robot goes, "I'm Chappie." <laughs> And that's like all that yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a ripoff of the Iron Giant kind of, but for adults <laughs> and weirder. I think so. my brother said it was good. So he he's a pretty good judge on sci-fi content. So maybe I have to give it a try, actually. And then sooner <laughs> sooner rather than later, we'll have a Chappie sequel. Chappier? Uh, Chapped? Chappier. Chap and Chappier. Yep, we'll be good. Uh, so there are three new Game of Thrones spinoffs announced, and that's not total. That's in addition to the three spinoffs that we already knew about. So that's a total of six, Nick. Yeah, six Game of Thrones spinoffs <laughs> is 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 that's, that too that's much? Too is many. It? That is too many. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I I didn't bother looking at all the details of what each one is about because I just don't think all of them are going to happen. I. I can only think of one, which was going to be about the f- dynasty that existed like before the, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I not remember? Bar, bar, <laughs> help me, man. What, Baratheon? Baratheon. There you go. Yeah. Like whoever's in, in control before the Baratheons yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's the one that's coming soon. That's called House of the Dragon. And that's the okay. one that's pretty certain. Um, like they, okay. they've already been going full steam ahead. I think season one's pretty much done. Good. And then there's a couple others. I think one is animated and then I don't even know what the other ones are about, but I don't know. They've already gone through kind of a process where right after Game of Thrones ended, there was another one 
that was going through like pre-production and had a pilot made. It was going to be about like the North in a, a take place like before the Targaryens invaded. And, and that, that one just got everything's canceled. Everything's going to so. be cold though. Okay, yeah. it got canceled. It, it got canceled. Yeah, it was supposed to come out <laughs> even before House of the Dragon. So, I mean, they've already kind of greenlit them to see how they go and then aren't afraid to ax them. Cancel, yeah. Yep. So just kind of putting, exactly. putting it out there, seeing what's, what, uh, <laughs> what, what sticks. sticks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like using it, more dragons. Entire... Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> Want to see? I think, oh my gosh, one of them is about the slum of King's Landing. King's, it, what, Flea Bottom. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. like gross. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the shows. No one, no one wants that. <laughs> I don't want to show about smugglers and brothels. Well, uh, that makes one I of mean, us. Yeah, that makes one of. <laughs> Shouldn't us. speak for everyone, I guess. <laughs> so we've okay. got Mads Mikkelsen, our guy. At least my guy. One of my, yeah, my favorite guy. actors. No, uh, he's my guy. Oh, your guy. No, my. Guy. Oh, okay. Your guy. You know him through me. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> a guy you don't want to you don't want to sit down and have dinner with him. Um, it's a little Hannibal joke for you. So anyway, Mads and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are joining Indiana Jones Five, and uh, Mads is going to take over Shia LaBeouf's role from <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal. That's his son. Call. It's going to be Harrison Ford's Mads, son. Mads is Shia's son. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, they're gonna have to use a lot of makeup on him. But uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know. That's a big thing now. <laughs> yeah, like it'll be like the Irishman <laughs> kind of. But Indiana I hope Jones. Shia makes a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I can think about whenever I think about Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull, I think about the ants. Yep. Right, the ants that like, yep. eat people. That was cool, actually. But then <laughs> the scene where he hides in a refrigerator. When, oh like, yeah, and he survives a nuclear blast. And, Duh. And, and his <laughs> Never seen the old fridge trick. <laughs> Man, yeah. If if that worked, then nuclear weapons would be rendered. <laughs> It'd be useless. Useless. Everyone would just buy a couple fridges. A couple uh, fridges for your family. So we'll cold see war solved. <laughs> we'll see if there's more bull crap like that in uh, Indy Five. But yeah, Mads is attached. We'll. We'll hope it's good, and until I'm proven wrong, I'm excited for it. <laughs> okay, but also some more news about um, nerd things. Amazon has reportedly spent over $465 million on their first season of the Lord of the Rings series that they're making. And I just wanted to, to talk about this because that number is ridiculous. Just by comparison – the average season of like Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian, those are about a hundred million per season. So Amazon's shelling out five times that much just for one season of a show that no one has seen anything of yet. That's insane. Can you? I mean, you're graduating with a business management degree. <laughs> How can it be profitable to spend five hundred million dollars on a on a TV show? I have no like a, idea. Like, like a streaming. Like that's more than most blockbuster movies even like. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Tenet. What was the budget for yeah, that? Like, it's like 200 million. Yeah. Maybe? Like that's probably, yeah. 200 million. 
Avengers maybe um, probably had like 300 million. Yeah, 350. Uh So, I mean, just to spend that much money on one season of a series, that must, I mean, must mean they have a lot of faith. It's exciting, right? Yeah, Yeah, must mean mean they have a lot of faith in it. And I bet a lot of it was also like just sets too. So maybe that was an an investment almost for seasons to come. Right, which is kind of what we saw with yeah. the Mandalorian, right? The second season, just for sure. Like they invested a lot at the beginning, so that the second season could could blossom <laughs> and look even better. So, is it a mini series? Is it a TV show? I think it's a full on show. I mean, okay. similar right. to Game of Thrones is okay. what I think it's kind of being cool looked at, how it's being looked at, but. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if this lands with audiences, if this will be like Netflix or I mean like Amazon finally having a big kind of staple series because they have like some some good things, but nothing mainstream tentpole level that Disney and Netflix and HBO have. Right. How I Met Your Father. I did not misspeak. <laughs> How I Met Your Father is coming to Hulu, and Hilary Duff is going to star, and she's going to be one of the producers. So this is a spinoff of the beloved sitcom, beloved by yours truly, How I Met Your Mother. Um, And How I Met Your Mother ended in, I want to say, 2015, 2015. So it's been Mm -hmm. about six years. And yeah, the spinoff's coming where you can guess the premise based (laughs) off the title alone. Yeah, they were actually going to make this show like right after How I Met Your Mother ended, but then it just kind of uh, like it it lost momentum and they, they canceled it. And so now this is, it's finally happening for real, I guess. Now they're just kind of scraping the, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel for ideas. They're like, oh yeah, I remember this idea we had six years ago. Let's try it. Let's try it out. It's probably because the, the last season of How I Met Your Mother, season nine, was such an atrocity that they decided just to kind of shut it down. Do you think um, – yeah, I think it, like just the, the fan reaction wasn't there, so they probably would have had a lot of issues getting fan support for the new one. But I don't know. Are, are, are you a are fan you of the show, Nick? Um, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, I watched it all in high school – um, probably because of you and our other friends, you guys yeah. all all liked it, so I gave it a, a fair shot. And I don't know, it's just not my favorite sitcom. I I think it was fine, but just yeah. think sh- other shows like New Girl and The Office or Shit's Creek are better. Yeah, I I I can see where you're coming from, but they're, they're so they're so different. Those types of comedies, like you're talking yeah, totally. about a, a laugh tra- a traditional laugh track sitcom, one of the last of its one of the last good ones of its kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, The Office, New Girls, you know, started the kind of the single camera, no laugh track type, yeah. type of deal. How I Met Your Mother, I've seen it all the way through like five or six times. It's just one of the, you know, everyone totally. has shows or or movies that kind of touch them in, in, a, in a different way, you know, and kind of stay with you. That's just, mm-hmm. like you said, like that's a show that I grew up on freshman year of high school, like watched it all the way through. It just really resonated with me. Yeah. And, I, and, and, uh, I want nothing to do with how I met your father regardless <laughs> of everything that I just said. Wow. So, Not even yeah. a college try. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you said you gave how I met your mother a, a fair shot. I did. If, I watched if, it all if, the way through. I believe I liked you. it. I, yeah. 
if I if if I were to give How I Met Your Father a shot, it probably wouldn't be a fair one. It'd be like ten minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes. Impress me, go. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I like that Hillary Duff is doing something new though because I felt bad for her after the Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie McGuire reboot got canceled. Yeah, man, yeah. she's gonna redeem herself. Yeah, maybe this yeah. will just kind of be that, but just her name will be Lizzie. It's pretty much the same character. <laughs> <laughs> but they just rebranded it. <laughs> yeah, just rights reasons. They couldn't do the exact same thing. But <laughs> So that wraps up our news. Uh, obviously, a lot more has happened, but that's the Spark Notes version. And uh, we just kind of, and when I say we, I mean Nick, just kind of cherry-picked <laughs> some, of the, some of the items of interest. And um, I, I hope, I hope that all these things we're talking about can come out on schedule and yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't even touch release date changes. That whole episode we made is completely useless. I'm sure for reference, but um, (laughs) everything keeps changing. Um, It makes it difficult to keep up, but that's okay. And scene. So, Hey, want to, want to talk some Oscars now? Yeah. I I call them Academy, the Academy Awards, but Uh, uh, I'm the simpleton. Yeah, we can talk about the Oscars if you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I've I haven't seen, as I already said, I haven't seen a lot of these. Um, yep, pretty much. So I guess the the movie that's a, the biggest deal uh, that I have seen—that's a bad sentence—would be Minari, and I know that you saw this one as well, Nick, and. Um, I, I think it's a contender for best picture and to get some other, some other, uh, uh, come home with some other awards. So thoughts on Minari. I, yeah, I really loved Minari. It was really well done. Um, I love Steven Yoon. He's great. Yes. And that little, um, the actor that played the little son. Oh my gosh. Yeah, cutest kid cute. in the so world cute. and such a good actor. I think the, the actress who plays the mother, what, let me find her name i think she'll probably been best supporting actor actress i would love for that the grandma uh, or the mom yeah the grandma sorry okay, the grandma gotcha. uh yu jung yang sorry if i butcher that but i i loved her in it too she was so funny yeah she was great uh provided some comedic relief uh in the film i appreciated this movie because it showed instead of told right it, yeah it kind of adopted totally. the, sh- the, the show instead of tell like it just let us like it really felt like they just dropped us in yeah it was and just we like were a just snapshot. experiencing and it, you know it just starts out with them arriving to their new house and, and it feels like we just got plopped in with them like we were just experiencing it with them mm-hmm. and it was it was so immersive and what's fascinating about the movie is that nothing there's nothing extraordinary about what happens, right? If you look at it yeah, from an objective exactly. lens. Yeah, exactly. I was going to make that point too. I mean, there there really isn't a whole lot that, that goes on. It's just kind of the, the drama and the, the dynamic of the family. Well, and that's, I mean, for me, and I, you know, I'm not trying to get too like geeky about <laughs> it or anything, but there's, there's a sacred aspect of the ordinary, right? Like, like portraying a realistic ordinary life and ordinary mm. struggles um yeah i think we, we talked about with that family. with roma too Ex- yeah exactly you know that's a great comparison um 
it just shows, yeah, it's like, hey, here's here's a real, here's a here's a real situation, right? It's very mm-hmm. raw, and uh, it's not necessarily like it's not devastating. It's not even exciting. It's just it just is, and I think there's something really special about that, especially that that a movie like that can come out and and receive so much praise and so much acclaim. It gives me hope for for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see this one win Best Picture, but. I, yeah, like you, like you said, I also haven't seen very many of the movies that are up for awards. But let's just really quick, for anyone who isn't familiar, go through who's nominated for Best Picture. So we have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So of those, I've only seen Minari promising young woman and trial of chicago seven so it's hard for me to be a good judge this year yeah you've got me beat i've only seen chicago seven and minari i've been meaning to see mank for the longest time (laughs) i've heard really good things about the father um same and with anthony hopkins uh but i'm just not in the mood to be depressed (laughs) exactly yeah it's about a, an old gentleman who going to, goes through dementia that just sounds like yep. a total heart jerk i don't want that yep. at all <laughs> yeah yeah i'll probably get around to it eventually one i also <laughs> want to see is nomadland and nick when when i asked you to guess what's going to come home with best picture i know you haven't seen all the movies and you haven't even seen nomadland but you yep. you mentioned this one <laughs> uh, i'm just on the hype train i feel like there's a lot of <laughs> good vibes for nomadland <laughs> You're like, you're like, yeah, you well, know, it, it won the Golden Globe, polls. and that's pretty much all I base it off of. <laughs> yeah, see, my dad always told me that if a movie wins the Golden Globe, then it's less likely it wins the Academy Award. I, I don't think that's yeah, I don't know. If that's true. The case. We should. That would be an interesting graph analysis. Yeah, that's two way a two way table. Yeah, yeah, I could put it on Excel for us. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I think. Man, you know, if I had to guess right here, I think it's going to be Minari. I think Minari, Minari really? Picture, yeah. I mean, I would love that. Like that—that's my hope. But I just feel like No Ben Land has the more typical Academy. I don't know what would you say qualities uh, appeal appeal yeah. maybe yeah yeah I don't know. There, I was very pleasantly surprised last year when Parasite won. But I don't know if they'll do something um, shocking two years in a row. See, and I was convinced 1917 was going to clean up at the Oscars last year. So, yeah, that was a surprise. That It would be good to that. It, it would be amazing, though, if like they are completely in this new direction where they are honoring a, a much more diverse array of films, though. Yeah, my who I'm pulling for... During the Oscars, really is just Sasha Baron Cohen, and uh, you know, I I I predicted a while ago that he was going to take home an Academy Award, and and I, I really think he he will, and I and I think he can, and I, I hope he does, just because his performance was so so dang good. But it we'll was see. really good. Um, other top contender for that award is probably Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep. Um, I, I haven't seen that movie either, so can't really say. I'd be really um, happy for Kaluuya if, if, yeah, if he were exactly. to win that. So. I, yeah, I've only heard great things about that movie. 
Yeah. I, I'm so mad at myself because I missed the window when it was on HBO, HBO Max. Max. I know. Yeah. And it, I didn't realize that it wasn't going to be on there forever, that it was only like a, a month or whatever. Oh, oh I was Nick. so mad. I know. Oh, I just need to rent it. I need to rent a lot of these, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other one that I really want to see um, is Sound of Metal. It's about yes. a heavy metal drummer who's like starting to go deaf and mostly interested to see it just because Riz Ahmed, the um, main actor, he went through some crazy preparation for this role, like full on drum lessons. Like, I I don't even know. There's, I read a crazy article about it though. And so just for that reason alone, I love when actors commit like that. Yeah. I also love Riz from uh, Rogue One and what uh, what else is he in? He's in one I was other just thinking, thing. Um, Venom. <laughs> is that it? Is that yeah? It? He's the villain. Oh, he's in. Uh, you know what else he's in? He's in Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you seen that one? Oh, I know. I haven't seen Nightcrawler. Ooh, that's a good thriller. That's a good kinda one. Disturbing, kind of disturbing though. But yeah, he's in that one too. So Oof. that's that's probably on the top of my like. I I'd, I'd be more excited about that one over like even. Nomadland, mostly because exactly, Nomadland yeah. Is... It it seems boring, <laughs> but <laughs> to be honest, but I'm sure it's we... really good. Um, I bet the director, um, Chloe Zhao, I think she has a good chance of winning best director, which would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd um, be great. And she's she's uh, directing you... a Marvel movie coming up. Do you know that she's yeah. the director of the Eternals? The Eternals. That's right. The Eternals. Yep. Yeah. Don't really know. I don't. I. I... I can't remember. Is it just Catherine Bigelow that's one? Well, has or a Hurt Locker director? Because I know Hurt Locker won yeah. Best Picture, but did she win Best uh, Director for Hurt Locker? Let's look it up. I can't best remember. Director winners. Um, all right. Let's see. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, uh, yeah, Catherine Bigelow was the first. Okay, and I think she was the last. Probably the only, yeah, right, yeah. Um, And then, and that's did Greta Gerwig win for? No, for little. Oh, for Lady. Oh, she might have. I just know she didn't. She got snubbed for. Yeah, that was a huge deal. Um, Nominated. Um, Anyway, you're supposed to know this stuff. That's okay. I I'm not a walking encyclopedia. Okay. (laughs) Don't think I don't think she won. I don't think she won the Oscar. So it'd be great for Chloe yeah. to, to get a dub, to catch a dub. And uh, because, I mean, last year was so ridiculous that, because there were so many films that came out that were directed by women. And I, I don't think any like of them it was nominated. It was comical that they were not nominated. It was yeah, just so ridiculous because it was completely blatant. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make, didn't make a lot of sense. It made zero sense. Um I don't know, like, this is the first year also in the directing category. It's mostly, like, lesser-known names. You know, David Fincher, I'd argue, is the biggest um, nomination for Mank. But other than that, like, they're they're all pretty, you know, there's no Christopher Nolan, there's no Steven Spielberg, anything like that. Yep. So, either way, you know, can't lose, unless David Fincher wins. Mm Mm-hmm. In yeah. which case, it's like, you know. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I, I just, uh, I don't have a lot of enthusiasm for for the awards this year. I don't know if it's just movies in general were lacking this year because of COVID, unfortunately. Yeah, I, but COVID. Just, yeah, hard to say. 
Yeah, a lot of movies got delayed. Yeah, so the so it's like the the pool of of options was already diminished, and so mm-hmm. the nominees aren't as strong. And um, and for whatever reason this year, I just haven't seen as many of the 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 nominees anyway. Yeah. So. Well, it's hard to justify like spending that thirty dollar premiere rent at home price, right? All the time, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's fine every once in a while for something big or one you really want to see, but when that's the only way to watch most of these movies, it's kind of kind of hard. Yep. And maybe one day when you're making millions as a business manager, you can just, you know, get all, all the rentals, all the $30 rentals. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> so that wraps up our Oscars conversation. And Nick, you are the superhero man. You are, you're, you're the guy. That's your thing. you you dress up as Captain America. <laughs> My pajamas. Yeah. The, the the less cool Captain America costume. The one from before Winter Soldier. You just like oh. to put that on a lot and uh, just run around the campus of uh, Nebraska. Yeah, just helping people out. <laughs> They're just like, chilling. get away from me. So anyway, the, what it's I'm trying like, to say kind of like, have you ever been to, to Times Square? <laughs> you can't yes. just take pictures. <laughs> Hold You're like, like a, a little <laughs> grocery sack out for tips. <laughs> My costume is all stained. <laughs> like uh, you're like the lazy Peter Parker from Spider Verse. <laughs> yes. You're like yeah. that, but Captain exactly America. like with a gut. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, my reason for for saying this, that you're the superhero guy, is that there has been some superhero stuff come out. We got the Snyder Cut of Justice League and then some MCU shows, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't seen any of the three, Nick, so <laughs> give us just, just kind of walk me through your feelings about some of these things. Yeah, for sure. Just We'll just go through it quick since you haven't seen it, but um, so glad the Snyder Cut has finally seen the light of day. Um I cannot believe how much better it is than the theatrical yeah. movie. It's almost comical that they released what they did when this existed. So definitely they really did Snyder it. dirty, man. So dirty. And I mean, it's good to just see a little bit of justice. No, no pun intended. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it feels good. I'm glad that fans have been happy with it because the, the response has been pretty, pretty positive. And it has like some of the best ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that for any DC universe movie. Yeah, so yep. it's been just all around an improvement. It's hard to get through. I will admit for, for casual audiences, I mean, a four hour superhero <laughs> epic <laughs> that's very stylized isn't really what most people want to watch. So that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> you know, just watch but, it in like one yeah. hour segments. Yeah. Something down, that is know? nice about it though, is it, it is split into chunks. So they, it's kind of set up in chapters. So there's very distinct beginning and ending. So, it, so it's it like be, a play. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> or I think at one point there was talks about releasing it in like six episodes, kind of like, yeah. like a Falcon and winter soldier thing. But, um, they, I think the reason against it was just people would have been annoyed having to wait for the whole thing when, you know, they saw the movie four years ago. But yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. All around, it's an improvement. And I, I'm glad to see that Ray Fisher has gotten a lot more recognition and has kind yeah. of validified his stories that we've been yep. hearing about the the just 
all Josh the Whedon and, yeah. crap that Josh Whedon was doing. Yeah. So um, another also an interesting article came out. I think Variety posted it. It was like this pretty big dive into all the, the allegations and the investigation behind that. So if you're interested, definitely check that out too. But I, it's awesome also to see that now fans just want them to release or restore what they're calling the Snyderverse of yeah. DC movies. Like that was trending for, I think, a straight week after it came out, which is just insane to see that kind of fan support. So I don't know. It's been fun to just be a part of it and watch it, watch this whole thing happen over well, the yeah, past couple of years. I mean, and it's the fans that made this happen, right? The, they, they, yeah, the literally. The clam, clamored for it. They, and they, they put they billboards up it. during Comic-Con to get viral attention. I mean, this has been going on for, I mean, it was a long fight. It's really cool that uh, it happened in general and very rare. Power <laughs> Studios to the people. don't like saying that they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And, and it seems like they were very wrong in this case. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you think, darn. would you want to see more movies like Batman vs. Superman and more from Zack Snyder? Because apparently Justice League was supposed to be a trilogy of Justice League movies, all from Zack Snyder, until that changed. Yeah, I don't like Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not I like a diehard enjoy... fan. I liked Man of Steel a lot, though, and I see... genuinely liked... The Snyder Cut. I thought it was a good comic book movie and just a I, good movie. I think I could get into the Snyder Cut. It's, I mean, the the theatrical cut of Justice League is one of two of my least favorite movies of all time. The second being Batman vs Superman. So uh, both Snyder film. I mean, it's not yeah. fair now that we've seen the Snyder Cut to call the theatrical cut like a Snyder movie, right? But yeah, um, I just I just don't like his style. I don't like the slow mo. I don't like the I, it, I, it just like it just yeah. skews, skews me out. It's like there's like a really funny statistic about slow motion for the Snyder Cut. It's like something like 15 percent of the movie is slow motion. Yeah, I just can't dig that, man. I, I like real time, real time action sequences. I just think they're more thrilling to me because they're more realistic. When when the action gets when it's a slow mo uh, scene. It reminds me that I'm watching a movie and it kind of takes me out yeah. of the out of the action. So that's fair. Yeah. I will say though, in its defense, that's kind of the only way they can show the super speed from the flash. Okay. With slow mo. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it'd just be like nothing. I mean like... just be like lightning across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Which anyone yeah, can okay. play that. I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I feel you though. Yeah, I I feel you. You should watch it though. Uh, so, so to answer your question, I, I, I'm not going to lobby for yeah for a Snyder Snyderverse, but I want the fan. I want people to, I want the fans to be able to decide what they get. So I think yeah. I, like I, even though I don't like Snyder that much, I think it's really cool that they made this happen. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I agree, for sure. Okay, give me and the you, give me an elevator pitch on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. Let's move on to also the the Marvel stuff that's come out because I have been a fan of both WandaVision and Falcon Ooh. and Winter Soldier. Okay, well, so, tell us WandaVision. WandaVision what, uh, did it for you. WandaVision. I really liked the style. I liked how weird and different it was, and then just Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are incredible the whole time. So is Catherine Hahn. She's great. And it has great supporting cast. It, it was just really fun and refreshing. I will say it does have its issues. Um, I don't know. There was a, a certain cameo that just didn't really 
um, sit right with me that I thought was a wasted opportunity. But I mean, I don't make the big bucks. <laughs> uh, not yet. Anyway, not yet. yeah, uh, clearly you don't make the big bucks <laughs> if you can't afford a $30 movie rental. That's like you're right, pocket you're change. Right. Yeah. Why so, would they put me in charge of WandaVision? <laughs> so, so you enjoy that they, they kind of took a step yeah. out of their comfort zone as far as Marvel content totally. goes. It had some issues. It, it, it missed on like a couple things, but overall it was overall it was worth really, the really good. Yeah. Really, nice. really good. And, um, like set up some cool things for Vision and Scarlet Witch in the future. So that's also cool. Um, I think people are really, really excited about her character now because she's always just been like a pretty forgettable side character in most of the other Marvel yep. stuff. But yep. now she's like full on a fan favorite, which is cool to see. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier has honestly surprised me because I, I didn't expect to like it, but I'm really, really into it. It's like kind of gives me the same vibes as Captain America Winter Soldier, which I know Ooh. is a big, big statement for you. <laughs> but I, I just love you had my all curiosity. Yeah. With Sam, yeah. Sam Wilson, also a character that's just been on the sidelines pretty much every other movie. He's been really good. All the Bucky stuff is cool because he's trying to like make amends for his years brainwashed murdering people yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> straight up assassinating yeah, i'm on iron man's side by the way <laughs> hey he's good now he oh yeah he's good he's good now yeah, sorry <laughs> he's good. Uh, but it's all, i don't know it's cool it's also shockingly political in a really cool way like it, it puts those issues at the front and center of like what makes sam a human and what makes him like the right choice for captain america too so it's really cool. That is cool. So, so it accomplishes that without being pedantic, like a, yeah, for like sure. a Spike Lee film or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah gotcha. for sure. Well, I, I, I got yeah. to tell you, man, that the trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier just made it seem so bad. I really thought it was yeah. going to tank. So, uh, I mean, my, my father-in-law, Jeff, just told me I need to watch it. You're telling me I need to watch it. So, you know what? Maybe... Maybe when Kelsey and I finish uh, twenty more seasons of Survivor, <laughs> we'll, we'll need to we'll need to power up the Disney Plus. And, yeah, and it's it's worth it if it. you're a fan. So they've done well so far. <laughs> uh, other stuff that's come out: Ryan, The Last Dragon. Nick, I saw the last twenty minutes of this. I'm really letting you down today, man. Yeah, I'm really man, just not I, pulling my weight I've here. I've been I've been doing just... <laughs> so much more. <laughs> research <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you've seen you saw all of raya and you said i, it saw was, raya. I think your i think your quote was it was amazing yeah i really liked it it was like the best disney animated movie i've seen in a long time okay, especially long best original time? i i mean moana what does that mean <laughs> okay so, so like <laughs> five years four years yeah five years okay yeah so like moana was better than raya um is that what you're saying i think it might have been I, it's hard to say though i really liked raya it, I I want to see it again. Coco, that's Pixar, man. Coco? I was just thinking of Disney specific, like Disney animation. Is Moana not Pixar? Nope. What? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. So you we're we're cool about Coco though. Yeah, like we're not... cool about Coco. I love Coco. <laughs> love Coco. <laughs> so so Raya is Raya's good. A recommendation from yeah. Nick. It was the first movie I'd hits. seen since Tenet in theaters, so that I was excited to, to see it in theaters. Wait, how'd you see Minari then? Um, I rented it for $30. Oh, okay. 
Gotcha. That was the only one I chose to do. <laughs> You're like, man, I can't figure you out. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I, I can take this one. Oh, Let's nice. go. After talking about the subtle beauty of Minari and everyday life. <laughs> yeah, this is Godzilla right in your versus face. Kong requires a, a different type of palette. I got a little too excited for this one because we were we were seeing it in IMAX. It was like the first oh, nice. it, was, it was like the first blockbuster type movie since Tenet, right? Which was last yeah. August that we that you know I had seen in, in theaters and especially on IMAX. I haven't been to IMAX in so long. I'm so jealous. So let me just tell you my my expect so my expectation for the film was I had no expectations about the story, the characterization, the lore, whatever. Yeah. I didn't really care. My expectations were pretty high about the visuals and the spectacle of it, right? Um, King Kong punching Godzilla in the face <laughs> while rock and roll music plays. Like, that trailer just got me so Pretty cool, amped. yeah. Um, I was let down. I was let down by the visuals. The editing during especially those some of those last fight sequences was kind of all over the place. It was hard to follow what was happening. Um, without spoiling... Uh, without spoiling anything, uh, there's an, the introduction of a of an antagonist that, that didn't, that felt kind of rushed and forced and didn't jive, um, with kind of the rest of what was going on. So, so I came in just wanting a spectacle. I came out kind of wanting for more. So anyway, that just, just to clarify, like what I wanted going in, just, yeah. just to give you an idea. So did you see this one? I did see it. I also went in feeders. Um, so I didn't see it in IMAX though, but I, I agree. It was kind of more lightweight, casual. Of a <laughs> Sorry, what? It, it was, I don't know. I had mixed reactions too. I just wanted to see them fight pretty much. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, and for when half of the movie isn't that, it was slow. Didn't like the humans again. The I think humans, I, were the humans were brutal. the worst. The I mean, were <laughs> like, so I get bad. that Godzilla just leveled Hong Kong, but how are you the only three? people that survived and you're the most annoying people in the world. Like yep. <laughs> the, uh, the daughter of the evil CEO guy, do you know what I'm talking about? She yes. was, Oh, she was so annoying. She was actually unbearable. Like I, I Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I saw it, um, with like a, a big group of pre of people. We rented out like the, the whole theater and it was so much fun. Cause we could like be rowdy and cheer and stuff. So we, we were like, chanting and having a good time and every time she would come on screen people started booing and then when she spoiler alert when she finally gets uh, like eaten by whatever bat thing she like we all just started cheering crushes her dude oh okay which is why it was so cool he like grabs the ship ship, crushes it her friend right before that (laughs) or the bat things it was like jurassic world give me jurassic world yeah flashbacks yeah that part was awesome and just like (laughs) the whole fight was in the whole fight in hong kong was i really enjoyed until until kind of the end i agree didn't really love the the inclusion of the the big boss at the end but i mean whatever (laughs) it started to feel like i was watching a super smash bros like i was watching someone play super smash bros yes yes feel like yeah but you watched new mutants so yes, the, was that better or worse than Godzilla vs. Kong? Um, eh, about the same. They're both fine. <laughs> I'd yeah. say better. I'd say better than Godzilla. Just a little bit, though. 
and just because yeah. the cast was better. Um, it had yeah, the like girl from Game of Thrones. Anya Taylor Joy, Maisie Williams from Taylor Jones, uh, Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> and um, uh, the guy who plays uh, like Jonathan on Stranger Things. Do you know who uh, I'm talking about? Oh my gosh, I don't know his name. All right, what is his name? I know who you're talking about though. Okay, yep. uh, yeah. Anyway, so they were all good, and yeah, I mean, I I watched it mostly just out of curiosity because it was on HBO Max, and I was like, man, this thing had such a hard time getting just released. It sat on shelves for for two years because of the whole Disney Fox merger. So I I don't know. I just mostly wanted to see it out of curiosity. Well, I'm surprised you you saw it. Uh, like <laughs> it got pretty ro- roasted by by everybody, but you said it's yeah. decent. So I mean, yeah, it's fine. Call it a win. I, per your request, watched Captain Fantastic, uh, starring Viggo Mortensen, and um, it's about. This is like a movie that no one knows about. Like I was trying to talk. Yeah, to some I mean, friends. it's pretty old too. It came out in 2016, but yeah, I only heard about it this year, just like on Twitter randomly. Watched yeah. it and just like was obsessed with it. Yeah, and and I just like how bold it was and how different it was. Like it's about a a, a family. So, uh, a couple, a married couple, decides to raise their children kind of in the wilderness, kind of removed from society. And, and with like pretty like alt left anarchist teachings too, like kind of like know, libertarian, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just free will, um, right. you know, no government kind of thing. Philosopher, like yeah, celebrating philosophers, exactly. more free thinking, than, think exactly. like capitalism is like against free, free think or you know that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. So, and then, um, tra- you know, tragedy happens in the family at the very beginning of the movie and the, they're kind of forced back into regular society. So there's a clash that happens and some of it's funny and some of it's heart wrenching and it's one of the most bizarre movies I've seen in, in recent <laughs> yes. memory. And I just, like I said, like, exactly. it's probably not one I'm going to see again, but it's one that <laughs> I, I appreciated. Uh, and it's also one, one I'll that, always remember. Right. It's not one that you, you would forget. And what, what got me to convinced to watch it was probably uh, Vigo and George McKay from 1917. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a great He's job. He's really good. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just the all the child actors in that movie are so great because they're playing these super genius children who have, you know, been undergoing intense mathematical, philosophical lessons from their, their parents. And also like crazy survival skills they'll go on jogs at through the mountains at the beginning of the day and they'll like have to learn how to rock climb and they literally get knives for all any holiday it's yeah, they I mean, it's just funny they, yeah what is Chomsky, it no, Chomsky's Noam Chomsky's birthday, birthday. Yep. <laughs> instead of christmas <laughs> which so, i don't even know who Noam Chomsky is but yeah he's like a, like a philosopher a, yeah he, well he's kind of an oh, adolescent. A linguist He's a linguist and an adolescent development guy. Um, what did he do I, that was um, special? Please don't put me on the spot. I did take <laughs> okay. a class that was like half of it Just was about you know. him. <laughs> um, so you failed 50% of your class? <laughs> yeah, Apparently. Just kidding. Uh, uh, I'm not as smart as the kids in the movie. But yeah, Captain <laughs> Fantastic, it's on Netflix right now. And that, you know, if you're in the mood for something something new indie, something weird something different weird and kind of thought-provoking and also funny go for it 
definitely. And then also this just this week, I started a new show that um, my both my mom and my brother used to watch this while I was in high school. But it's kind of, you know, has some uh, very mature comedy. So I wasn't really allowed to watch it. But now I'm finally getting around to it. It's called Party Down and it was on Stars when it originally aired. But now I'm watching it on Hulu. There's only like two seasons of it. So it really ran for a short amount of time, but it has um, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec, Jane Lynch, um, Izzy Kaplan and Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Martin Starr from Freaks Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. So, I mean, it's (laughs) honestly hilarious. Um, It's about like a a little catering company in Los Angeles. So all the the people that work there like want to be stars and like are in the showbiz. It's just really funny. Definitely recommend I'm a huge Adam Scott fan, you know, uh, Ben Wyatt and Parks and Rec and <laughs> Derek and Step Brothers. Yes. I'm, I'm all about Adam Scott. So I added this immediately to the, to the watch list and I'll, uh, I'm definitely going to check this one out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. Like, you know, 30 minute episodes, maybe 10 a season. I think it also just got revived for a, like a returning season, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Nice. But now that I'm watching it, I would, yeah, I would love that because <laughs> it's incredible. It'd be cool, especially, I mean, if they keep the same actors now that they're a bigger deal than they were 10 years ago, right? If they were to come back, yeah, oh season, my gosh. that'd be pretty fun. Uh, that's, that's what we've been watching. Uh, I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother reruns, kind of passively watching that, you know, as I do other stuff. In the background, for sure. Um. And you've you've already talked, Nick, about like Falcon and WandaVision and uh, some of these other things you've seen. But any, anything else that you've been watching? No, not really. Um, we both have been watching Survivor. Survivor, but that's <laughs> so good, dude. I, will I love never that. Watch... You guys are hooked now. Here's, here's something, though. I'm never watching The Bachelor again. Agreed. Like, all. after I watching this that, season, I, I really didn't like it this season. I've only seen two Bachelor seasons all the way through, but I agree. I'm... Officially Especially after watching Survivor and seeing like, okay, this is what reality, <laughs> this is reality TV, TV can TV be. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like so much. It's because it's the c- competition nature of it. And they're yeah. like competing and there's so many. I actually like. The genuine like sportsmanship Survivor. of it almost too. Like the yeah, intentions so are good. to it. Versus. Like think about how bachelor. hard it would be to win that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the bachelor, you're just at the mercy of whatever the the bachelor and like your first wants. impression, pretty yeah. much like, and it's all just gross too. And uh, Survivor's like, like honestly, it's fake. not. I mean, it, I mean, there's a certain amount of fakeness to Survivor some, too, but there's some stage stuff. But it's like oh, it transcends. Completely. It's not a guilty pleasure for me. Like I actually respect <laughs> the game, and I I really enjoy watching it. If that I makes know, sense. Right? Oh, completely. Yeah. So I. Also, like sometimes if I'm just like on YouTube or something, I'll watch compilation videos of Jeff Pro sassing people. It's so oh, much yeah, fun. Definitely should check I, those out. Dude, he's such a fun host too. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's, so he's good. He's ruthless during challenges. He is not afraid to be like, you are completely worthless. <laughs> not a surprise. Uh, Total losers. <laughs> love him. It's pretty much he's his got tone. a personality. <laughs> uh, so... There's this sounds sad. Um, not a lot to look forward to in the very near future. I am actually more excited than I anticipated about a quiet place part two, which comes out at the end of May, just because I think we've already talked about this. So I don't really need to spend a lot of time on it. Killian Murphy 
the trailer looks mm-hmm. freaking intense and uh John Krasinski we have learned knows what he's doing like he yeah he's, he's a great director he actually knows how to like create tension in a scene and and write a story and so I think this is gonna be good I think, I think it's gonna, really good for sure uh any, anything, that, else? Yeah, no, anything else yeah I can't I literally can't think of much else coming out especially in May June it's kind of I think when we'll hopefully start to see more stuff and hopefully I think August might be when the box office yeah. is officially back to normal. I mean, October is when like supposedly we've got Dune, we've got James Bond that got pushed. Mm-hmm. I know Black Widow, Black Widow got pushed from, from May July. to July. Yeah. July and uh, Maverick got pushed to the end of the year as well. I think. And I, what about Fast um, and Furious? I think that got like an August push. I think so. So yeah, things are kind of like there. There May was kind of supposed to be a surge of stuff we've been waiting for for a while, but it's getting pushed once again. So fingers crossed. Not much we can do except for watch Survivor until exactly uh, all blows over. <laughs> Just take me to my island paradise. <laughs> all right, man. That's it's been our, fun. I've missed call you. It there. 